welcome, friend, to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan, and I am very excited to welcome you to my podcast if this is the first time you have discovered it. Welcome to this little corner of the world that is personal brand photography. I am so passionate about this space. I'm so passionate about helping women to feel more confident in themselves. And I'm so passionate about what I know personal branding can do for you as a photographer. So if this is the first time you are listening, welcome friend, welcome to this corner. (laughs) Now today, what I thought I would unpack a little bit is a discussion I've found myself happening quite a few times over the last couple of weeks. And it's just really interesting to me that the more connected we seem to get, the more we we seem to be like leaving service on the table and forgetting about actually looking after people. Now, I know that for a lot of people, you'd be like, oh, service, like looking after people, kind of just take pretty photos. Look, if you're in business, <laughs> you need to think about taking care of people. And I know that you love to take care of them on your photo shoot, but there's so many other areas that we need to be focusing in on. And look, this really came to top of mind for me when I was sitting down at lunch with my mother the other day. And my mom and dad still don't really understand what I do when it comes to helping photographers, when it comes to mentoring, because they're from the old school days where they had a photography business, but basically word of mouth was really good. And my parents have been beautiful. They're just beautiful souls. They were really good at what they did, really good at taking care of people's needs. And so the whole concept for them of, you know, having to do things like social media marketing, marketing or learning to sell, they just don't really understand what what it is that I'm teaching people because a lot of the things that I teach I think came second nature to them but also too as I said they're from the old school days where you kind of like could put a Uh, like a yellow pages ad in or put a magazine ad in and you usually got a fairly good return on your investment on those things. And then obviously referrals would sort of take over. Now, my dad also is what I would call like an excellent salesman. He's Irish living in Australia. Uh, The accent goes a long way. (laughs) And so, and so people were always just, he just made people feel good and made people feel comfortable. And so selling was never an issue for him either. But when I was sort of starting to unpack this for mum and I was saying, look, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of people just struggle to sell what they're doing. They, They struggle to sell themselves. And, you know, they often get to a point where they're sending people away on phone calls or in sales calls where they're sending them away with a lot of information, but they're not actually making sure that they've taken care of people's needs. And my mum was like, oh, my God. I'm so annoyed right now. She goes, I, I I just feel like I don't get any service anywhere. And then she went on to tell me a story about she'd made an appointment to speak to somebody to get a problem resolved. Okay. So it was an issue that she had. She'd made the time. She waited on hold for this person, for this appointment for really long time, even though she had an appointment. So by the time she got on the call, she was a little bit annoyed, but look, my mom's a very patient woman. She sort of went through the process. And at the end of the call, she felt like her issue still hadn't been resolved. And she just wasted a couple of hours of her time. She said, we went around and around in circles and the person still couldn't give me a resolution. And she was just like, I feel like I, I'm getting poor service absolutely everywhere. And then I actually was telling her a story about something that happened to me recently. So for context, I needed to buy some uh, appliances for my house. So the list was I needed to get a new fridge. 
I needed to get a new uh, dryer <laughs> and I needed to get a new TV. Okay. Not really sexy stuff, let's be honest, um, but stuff that you need. And I'm not really kind of like, what would you say? Like I'm, I'm not really into nice appliances. It just, it just doesn't bother me. I, I just need things to function. I'm not really into the aesthetics of them. So I set myself a budget and I'd done a little bit of shopping online. So I kind of done a bit of research. I understood what my I could get for my budget. And then I went into a shop where I was uh, had taken out some cash. So I went in sort of, you know, wanting to bargain a little bit um, with my cash money that was in my pocket. And I was looking through the fridges. I decided the fridge that I wanted. My problem spot was really the TV. I didn't really know. I don't know enough about TV. So I went into the TV department and I got this girl to serve me. Now, she was a little bit younger. Um, and that, I'm not going to say that that had anything to do with her level of experience. But it definitely, to me, had a, a level to do with the level of care and empathy that she had. Because as soon as I told her what I wanted and the budget that I had, she instantly went into a negative mode telling me about all the things that I was not going to be able to get in the price range. Now, this TV is for a secondary room in my house. It's not a, it's not the premium room. So I really didn't want to inv overinvest in this area. I'd gone in specifically with a budget, which I don't often do, but I made sure that I went in with a budget and I was determined to stay within my budget. But instantly she started telling me about all the features that I couldn't get. She was going on about Google Play and all this other stuff. Now, for context, I am an Apple girl, okay? I use Apple TV little things that you plug into your TV and I don't watch regular TV at all. I only watch TV through apps. We don't have any commercial television coming through the house anytime. I stopped doing that when my daughter was five because I didn't want her watching negative news channels and things. So ever since then, we've only ever lived kind of what you would sort of maybe say unplugged a little bit. So not in the socket in the wall and we've only run Apple TVs. Everything in my life is Apple. So when she was coming at me with like Google Play and all these sort of phrases and stuff. I, I honestly didn't understand, but she made me feel bad for my choices, right? She, she, I, she, do you know what? We never even got to the point where she asked me if I had an Apple TV. It wasn't even a conversation. She just, she just kind of kept confusing me with things that I couldn't have and sort of like pitching me on things that just weren't relevant to me. And quite frankly, I don't know, just made me feel really uncomfortable. Anyway, look, I did my due diligence. I gave her the list of things that I wanted. She gave me a price. I said, look, I'm going to have a think about it because I just wasn't feeling really good about everything. Even though we finally came to sort of solutions, I guess somewhat solutions, I still didn't feel like my needs were getting, getting met. I just, I just didn't feel like I, I was getting the best products basically. And so by this stage, my daughter's kind of like lost her rag. If anybody knows, you know, 16 year olds, she sort of like had kind of like exhausted the time that she wanted to spend on things that had nothing to do with her. <laughs> so, so she was like, let's go home, mom. And I was like, oh, look, can we just go to one more shop? Because it's not often that Paula can carve out time to actually go and do these sorts of things or just, you know, get have the space and the energy. And again, I had the cash burning in my product, in my, in my pocket, right? So I had gone in intending to buy this first experience really hadn't wowed me and I just wasn't feeling enthusiastic to buy there. So I was like, can I please just go to one other, one other store? Now this, this is another competitive big, um, you know, appliance store. 
And from the second that I walked in, the experience was completely different, right? I walked over towards the fridges. I was looking at a new fridge. It was a totally different product than what I'd been looking at that I thought that I wanted. And the lady came across and she asked what my measurements were and she did all the things. She gave me all the energy ratings. I was actually trying to get in on a, on a scheme as well because the government was giving you bonuses and giving you some cash back if you used a certain energy rating. So I was, or purchased certain energy rating products. So I was kind of trying to stay within the confounds of what this might allow me to do as well. And this lady was a gem. She was like, this is going to be amazing for you. She gave me a really, really good price. She gave me free shipping on the fridge and she said, I can have this delivered to you by tomorrow afternoon. How does that sound? I was like, that sounds great. She said, we can take away your old fridge if you like to. I was like, sounds even better. And straight away, she just heard what I needed. She solved my problem. And I was so enthusiastic with her that I said, look, I'd like to take you over to the TV department because I also want to get a TV and I want to get a dryer. So do you want to come to those, come and, and I'd love you to get the commissions. And she actually turned around to me. She said, no, no, there's such and such Bob over there in the TV department or whatever his name was. She said, he'll take care of you. He knows about the TVs. I won't encroach on that. I was like, wow, great. She admitted what she didn't know. And she was quite comfortable and confident in her in the way that things operate in that store, that they weren't being competitive or anything. And she happily sent me over to Bob. And within minutes, Bob had already discovered that I'm an Apple TV user. All the things that that other lady in the other shop was confusing me with, he said, no, you don't need any of that. Don't, don't worry about that. You don't even need that TV. You can have this one. It was cheaper than the one that I was looking at. It was better for me. It was exactly what I needed. And he managed to listen to what I needed. And he, you know, gave me the solution to my problem. Similarly, he sent me over to the dryer people and the dryer people sorted me out. And I went into that store at 4.30. So it was due to close at about 5, 5.30, I think. And within half an hour, I had everything I needed sorted and everything was getting delivered by the next afternoon. The guy in the TV department even told me how to make sure that I opened the TV out of the box so that I could make sure that I didn't accidentally crack the screen. It gave me so much instruction, so much really helpful information, which was stuff that I hadn't asked for, but it was stuff that I definitely needed, but I didn't know that I needed it until he actually educated me about it, right? Amazing. Now, coincidentally, what you need to know at the same time as all of this was happening, my 16-year-old daughter who had gotten really bored in the other store decided to wander over to the mobile phone department because both of our phones had actually gotten quite heavily destroyed. So mine, the battery was actually lifting out. I did not know this was a thing that iPhones can do, but apparently your battery can explode. And mine had started to do that. But I, all I saw was that it, I thought the screen was cracking, but it turned out that the battery was exploding. So in the time that I had been doing all of this shopping, my daughter had sat down to, with this guy and she'd actually negotiated with him. They'd found a way to get two brand new iPhones for a cheaper rate than what I'm actually had been paying up until then. They managed to figure out some of the inclusions that I wasn't using and things that had been tagged onto my, you know, ongoing package that I had with the phone company. And so not only did I walk out with three big appliances, we actually walked out with two iPhones as well. Talk about service talk about people solving my problems and talk about people helping me with problems that I didn't know I could have, but they were potentially, you know, helping me to, uh, to avoid potential problems that might occur. Okay. Now this is massive. And funny enough, 
I was then sort of like talking to, I was on a photo shoot yesterday, the lady I was photographing, we were talking about going shopping and I was saying, oh, look, you know, I've recently just done a little bit of online shopping for clothes. She said, I don't even go near the local shopping center. Okay. Our big, big plaza, big shopping center, whatever you want to call it. She said, I don't even go near there. And particularly near one big, huge department store, which is one of the main big stores in Australia that sort of sells really good quality brands. She said, because every time I go into that particular place, she said, I feel like I am going to having to look for people to take care of me. And she said, the last time I was there, I was trying to buy three shirts for my husband. She went over and she asked a girl for service. And she said, I felt like I was interrupting them. I felt like I was an inconvenience and that the girls didn't want to serve me. Now, what does that say about the state of what's going on out there, guys? Do you know (laughs) that somebody would walk into a store and that they would get such poor service that she went home that day and decided to purchase the, the shirts online. And she said, since then, she goes, I buy everything online because I get free shipping. I also get free returns. So if something doesn't fit or I need to return it, there's no out of pocket. You know, she's not out of pocket for the exercise. She said, whereas I go to the shops and I have a lot of incidental expenses that come, I end up having to, you know, I might buy some food or I buy some drinks or I pay for parking. She said, when I shop from home, there's no inconvenience. There's no, uh, you know, things. She said, I just need to basically have a little bit of time off my sleeve to make mistakes. And I was like, wow, I'm sitting there and like literally these conversations have all happened in the last week. And I'm like, wow, what is, what is going on there? And and I guess like, you know, for us as photographers, it's like, how can, how can we make sure that we're not making these mistakes? So for me, the place that I really wanted to sort of like, you know, center in and to really bring your attention to, and the reason why I wanted to have this podcast um, episode and, and have this conversation was where are you leaving people when they come to you for a conversation around working with you? Where are you leaving them? Are you helping them to take the next step? Are you helping them to find the solution to their problem or are you leaving them hanging and sort of treating them like you don't even want their business? Because I think that a lot of us, and I've been this person many times before, you can often leave people underserved and you can leave them, you know, feeling a little bit bewildered or, or just not taken care of. Sometimes you can even get to a point where you add additional problems rather than adding solutions to the problem. So here's the thing. Are you problem solving or are you problem stacking when you're on those calls? Let me unpack that. Problem solving is when you hear what your clients need, when you find the solution, i.e. working with you or not working with you, when you give them the solution. So it could be a specific type of package or a specific offer that you've got going, or you can find a tailored solution for their needs where you walk them through the process. You tell them exactly what it is, where you get the booking, where you lock it into their calendars and lock it into the yours, where you take the money, you get them working towards the next step and you solve their problem when you're on that call or when you're in that conversation. Now, So many times I hear about people going, oh, well, I just follow up with an email. Do you know how busy people in business are? I keep saying the word busy and I kind of hate it. I really kind of want to move away from it, but I'm trying to find a different word that I can use. But do you know how preoccupied people are in business? Do you know how big their to-do list is? And I am one of these people. If I have a conversation with you and you say, I'm going to follow up with an email Get in line, buddy, because I've got about 60 to 80 emails that I need to deal with at any one time. And 
you know, sometimes things get in the way and sometimes those emails just keep dropping and dropping. They might get onto the second page. Sometimes they might even move on to the third page. And I have the best of intentions of coming back to that email and doing the next step or filling out the thing or doing whatever that person needed me to do. However, if that person had just helped me in the first place, had given me a couple of solutions, had given me a little bit of a push to try and help me to make a decision while they had my attention and then helped to make the next steps happen and real, then they would have served me better. And this is what I am really going to try and encourage you to examine in your business is are you really helping your clients? Are you helping them to move to the next phase? Because let me tell you, when it comes to having a photo shoot for a lot of business owners, it's a reluctant decision. It's something that they know that they need to do inside. They desperately probably really yearn to do it and they desperately want to be seen, but it still probably feels a bit weird for them and they kind of might have a little bit of resistance towards it. So simply getting on an appointment, simply getting on a call, simply having your attention and their attention in the same space at the same time, sometimes that is a massive feat in the first place, let alone helping them to get to the next phase, which is having the booking in their calendar, something that they have to then, you know, work their way towards. That is such a different level of service that you can give your clients as opposed to just sending them away with a bit more information that they, again, it's just going to become part of that kind of running to-do list that's running around in their brain. Look, I know sometimes you come here for some, you know, light entertainment, (laughs) but other times you come here for some home truths. So if this one has like, you know, provoked you, hopefully in the right direction, I hope it's just given you an opportunity to maybe examine how you're currently kind of holding sales conversations. I don't want you to think of selling as icky. Basically, I want to help you to look at it as service because that's what selling is. Selling is service. And, you know, you don't even need to think of it as a sales call. You can think of it as a service call. How can I make sure that I solve this person's needs? That's all I'm asking you to do and to examine today. Okay. Now, of course, if you want some help with this, this is a huge chunk of what we cover inside of Behind the Business my signature program to really help you to launch into personal brand photography, because I understand that these sorts of conversations and how to hold them and how to help people to take the next step. It can feel icky, especially if you haven't got any kind of a sales background, especially when it comes to selling yourself, selling your services, selling your work. I completely understand the resistance that you might feel around this. And so my friend, this is why we focus so heavily on this inside of behind the business. So I'm going to pop a link for that particular program in this uh, in this episode because I think that this might be an area if you need to examine and you need a little bit of a helping hand, I have step-by-step ways to help you to walk through this entire process to take you not only from getting your clients from that sales point, but also to help them to get them obviously prepared and, and get them super confident about the decision that they've made to hire you as their photographer. So my friend, I hope this episode has been helpful to you to help you to kind of like zero in and look at some areas in your business that perhaps might just need a little bit of fine tuning because that's a this is a good time of year to be doing that kind of thing. Um, and so that's why I kind of wanted to bring up this conversation. But it's so weird to me that this conversation around, you know, taking care of people and really serving people is coming up for me so often um, and in different areas of my life. So yeah, so I hope that this helps you again to just like zero in and kind of maybe focus in on this part of your business. Because as much as you are 
most likely, you know, wanting to just be a, a photographer and be an amazing photographer at that. There are other areas, of course, in your business that you do need to be focusing on as well in order to have a sustained business long term. All right, my friend, I look forward to catching up with you in next week's episode. Yeah.